Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at bjshow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. You know, I don't know why that you like is. that one, John? Well, it, it played... Hold on. Hold on, let me turn you up. Go. And who is he to... Well, I shouldn't say anything about it. You know what? He, he's right to say. Hold, 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 hold on a minute. <laughs> What's you know going what? on here? Hold on. <laughs> John, are you there? I'm here, yeah. I'm in a warp there. Okay, something I'm just, happened. I'm pontificating Egbert's words. That's what it is. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I got to figure something out here. What, what is the problem here? Uh, where am I at? <laughs> That's a great question to ask, isn't it? Where am I at? I'm in the, I'm in the formatter. You sound like our president. <laughs> Don't get me that going. That was James Stockdale. Remember the VP debate? Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> there's so many things in the past and history and stuff like that. By the way, <laughs> you, you want to hear a story. First off, let's give it to Channel 4 who... On, on not only in their in their copy, but also, I mean, once again, radio, they're doing, first off, they're doing the story about Odyssey, which is the parent company that owns Y98 and KZK and KMOX and stuff like that, declaring bankruptcy on Sunday. We've talked about this, talked about it yesterday. And Channel 4 called it Audacity. Audacity. And not only did they call it Audacity. Which is an audio system that you've probably used, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a, it's an editing system. You know, not and and not only, uh, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, what is a verb? The audacity of someone? Is that a... Yes, a, the, the audacity. The audacity it's, of someone. I guess it'd be a noun, but yeah, an audacious statement. Right. Don't, don't you think that somebody would have checked that a little bit better and it actually came up on the visual on the on the it says audacity and, and also in the category of high expectations a friend of the show who we who we know and love and i won't say his name because i never talk about private messages or things like that but when i the other day I pointed out something ridiculous that a newspaper did that was a glaring mistake and a dear friend of us of ours who listens to the show from the southeast part of the state was like hey uh, i think you're just i think you're being very picky here and it's like, yes, I am. Good point. And I think we have high expectations when in reality there's probably a 24-year-old – and let's be ageist here. There's a 24-year-old sitting in the newsroom who doesn't bother spell-checking it. And spell-check says audacity, nope, or odyssey, nope, audacity. And he just lets it go and doesn't care and whatever. It looks right. I guess, but, you know, I mean – you know, once it, again, the high, the, the, the high standards, Brad, they'll always come and they'll always come and bite you. Well, someone would say, well, you know, that's your inside baseball because that's your, yeah, it's your industry. And, you know, it's Odyssey and not Audacity. And 99 percent of the people in St. Louis, if you said Audacity owns these radio stations, they wouldn't know any different, which is true. 
you know, but once again, it's to the point where then you let, if you start letting your journalistic ethics slide like that, it's pretty soon, pretty soon you could say, well, Bill Clinton, we're not talking about the president, we're talking about the Bill Clinton that lives down the street in, you know, in Jefferson County, you know, okay, whatever. Okay, this story was sent to me and I found this myself. The Democratic mayor of, uh, she's up near Chicago. The the city is called, uh, God, now it's going to show me this goofy thing on Fox. You know, I'll tell you what, let's, let's hold this over to tomorrow. Tiffany Hanyard, and it's bizarre. If I told you what she's doing, it's a relatively small town, 20,000 people. And do you know about this whole weird story? No, I don't. Let me see if I can find it someplace else. Tiffany uh, Henyard. Tiffany Henyard. Let me see if I can find this. I just, I just Google it somewhere else. Now, even, even Fox is doing the thing where they say, "Hey, you can read this story for free," but they want your email address. You know what yeah. I mean? And, uh, there, I have a story today about the great Eric Schmidt is talking about President Biden and Bidenomics, and then you, you can watch the video quickly. But if you want to read the whole story, you got to register. Okay, here it is. Um, Democratic Mayor Tiffany Henyard accused of wild antics out of parks and recreation sued for fraud. A trustee is speaking out publicly in the last desperate effort uh, cry to try to bring accountability to a progressive mayor whose lavish spending is so out of control that the Illinois town may be forced to declare bankruptcy. Brittany Norwood is a trustee in the village of Dalton, D-O-L-T-O-N, suburb, uh, Dalton. Sub, suburban community of, of 23,000 residents that is located in the outskirts of Chicago. She was party to a lawsuit that accused the mayor of actions mounted to fraud. Uh, get this. Fox News Digital previously reported that Mayor Tiffany Henyard is living like a royal with a combined salary of nearly, nearly $300,000 and frequent use of beauty vendors despite the median income of the town being $24,000. In addition to a hefty paycheck, Henyard has been criticized for what she how she uses the town's credit card. Now get this, she passed an ordinance, and when I tell you this, you're going to say, "Brad, that's BS." There's nobody would do that. She passed an ordinance that she's making three hundred thousand dollars a year, but if she does not get reelected, the next mayor gets thirty thousand dollars a year. Well, that seems fair. <laughs> so if she now, re- let me ask you a question, and we'll choose our words carefully here. Is is this mayor, does she share an ethnic background as, as me, or does she come from a historically disadvantaged community? I'm just taking a wild guess here. She's a black woman. She's a very attractive oh, black okay. woman. And what's interesting is before she makes any public appearances, she has a team of beauticians and esthetologists who uh, make her look even more beautiful than she normally is so she can appear on TV. She's, well, that, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty fair. Right. Don't you? And I mean, if you've ever come to any of our public appearances yeah, at bjshow.com. Right. She puts up billboards around town. She pays for these billboards with her face on it, you know, show how wonderful she is. It's just bizarre. And well, you know, hey, you know what? And this is this is a harsh reality. And I say this about the city of St. Louis, and you may or may not agree with me. The people get the government they deserve. Well, have, have you heard the latest two things? Just You just brought up something. Two things. Um, the uh, situation with the Rams money, which they're still debating what to do with. They have a yep. new website up. Have you heard about this? They have a new website. I've heard up about it, yeah. <laughs> I where, on there. But, and they have 20 things on there already. Okay, now, if you live in the city of St. Louis and there was a quarter of a billion dollars, essentially 259, I think it's $259 million, quarter of a billion dollars, and there's a quarter of a billion dollars, and you want to make the city better, 
wouldn't like the first thing on your mind be like, uh, let's hire some reparations. More. Let's not no, crime. no reparations. No. Let's, I want my money. Yeah, let's take care of the crime issue. Let's take care of the infrastructure issue. Let's take care of the fact that uh, we don't have enough nine one one dispatchers. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what what they should do with the money? You know what the city doesn't have enough of? They don't have enough commissions to get together and talk about crime. They need to have more people sit. They need more blue ribbon mayoral panels to sit around and talk about crime. I think that's what they need. I just don't understand it. I mean, you know. Now, paging your buddy Mike Elam here, let me be let me be incredibly curmudgeonly here, Brad. Who cares? Why would you bring up Mike Elam as far as that's concerned? Well, because you said that he's made the argument that if something affects St. Louis City, then it has a negative effect on St. Charles County. Well, no, his his argument is we have to get things straightened out in the city because it impacts the entire area. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, and and so, I say— So, I mean, I would disagree with that and say, you know what? Let's let the city figure it out. I'm going to go out to eat somewhere nice in Wentzville and not park my car see, in the city and get robbed. You and I are on the same page because I say let's and let's pool all the money with all the communities like, you know, Wentzville and St. Peter's and O'Fallon. Essentially have a big PR campaign and say, hey, we're not part of the St. Louis metro area. We're the Westplex. Yep. You know, you- I, I went to and, and, you know, I rarely tell stories like this, but I went out to eat with a buddy of mine in Wentzville a couple weeks ago and I parked on the road after dark. And I drove, it was a hike to get out to Wentzville, but I drove there and I parked and I didn't worry about my car getting broken into. And well, I returned to my car and my car was fine. And for the most I part- I would never go to St. Louis City and park and eat at a restaurant. Well, see, I, I'm a guy, I've told the story this time of the year, I used to go for years, I used to go to every stupid show down at the convention center. I go to the home show, I go to the car show, I go to yeah. this show, that show. I got all these crazy shows, okay? I don't go anymore. And mainly yeah. because of the fact that I got out of the habit when with with COVID they you know they shut them all down on those shows. But now it's to the point I'm going like, okay, I drive an old beater of a car, but still, if some you know some Nimrod throws a brick through my window, you know, yep. and there's it's still a pain, right? There's five hundred dollar repair bill right there, you know. And since I don't carry comprehensive on my car because it has almost three hundred thousand miles on it, you know, and yeah. I own it outright, I mean. I'm out $500 to have the window fixed. Or, or, or what do I end up doing? Junking the car because of the fact that the window got knocked out, you know? And yeah. the sad part of that is, is to the point where, you know, it's like anything. If you put something in somebody's mind that if you do this, this could happen, most people don't do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, the, the safer option is to it. Right, exactly. And, and friends of mine, the, a, a friend of mine had a, a birthday party down in the central rear end a few weeks ago. And a, a very good friend of mine held it for this other friend. And I love them both. And I couldn't not, it ends up logistically, I couldn't go. But I'm not going to go to St. Louis City at 8 p.m. and park and walk a quarter mile. Absolutely not. Okay. Last part of our show. Did you listen to, and he did it again yesterday, did you listen to Joe Biden's uh, kickoff speech on Friday where he's officially announcing his campaign for reelection? Did you listen did to not. this? <sighs> Can you? Did you hear my my exasperated uh, sound? I did. There? Yeah, it was over the top, which <clears throat> means that you, that you feel strongly about it. You know, it's so frustrating to me that you go back and you listen to here, like <laughs> if you go back and listen to to Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. and Ronald Reagan was always 
this optimist. And he was always talking about how America's great because of this. And the American people are good people because we do this. And if there's a problem in the world, we're there. If there's a, there's a tsunami that takes out a village in Bangladesh, the Americans are there. We're there. We're that kind of people. And Joe Biden just does the exact opposite. And all they're doing is just demonizing Donald Trump. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, hold on a minute now. I mean, once again, if I'm interviewing for a job and I got two guys who are my final two guys and I put them in a room together and I say, okay, my final decision is between you two guys. Tell me why I should hire you. And the mm-hmm. one guy tells me the fact that he says, well, you know what? I think I can help this company because I've experienced with this and this and this and this, and I'm one of those hands-on kind of guys, and I'm going to work real hard. And the other guy says, well, my competition is a jerk because of the fact that once upon a time, he, 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 uh, he uh, said something nasty to his wife, and his kid doesn't dress properly. I'm going like, okay, you know. Yeah. I, I'm like, taking- why, why is your concept based on tearing down other people? Right. Don't tell yeah, and, me. And why, and why is the only positive attribute you about oh, okay. you the fact that the other guy sucks? Here's the thing. And I know this is, this is subtle when you get into this and you get into this, this thing and to the point where I looked this up yesterday to do my homework. And of course, I can't remember what I did with the link, but let me see if I find this. Um, because Biden kept saying democracy, 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 democracy. Okay. You know where I'm going with this? No, I don't. We're not a democracy. We're a representative republic. Well, technically we're that, but more importantly, according to a lot of sources that I found, we are a federal republic. And let me give you the definition of a federal republic. A federal republic is a federation of states with a republican form of government. At its core, the literal meaning of the word republic means, um, uh, when used to reference a form of government, means, quote, a country that is governed by elected representatives and by an elected leader, such as president, rather than about a monarch, okay? We're a federal republic. A true democracy means that everybody votes on everything. In other words, yep. if every decision goes, every decision vote, right? goes to the people. And once again, we'd be doing nothing all day long but voting. You know what I mean? That's of what course, we, yeah. we'd just be voting all so day. So we elect people to go make decisions. Federal republic. And if you, yep. what's interesting is you go through this, and it's pretty interesting. You go through uh, the the list. And it lists all these different countries, Argentina, and it says it's a federal republic. And then they have what they call administrative divisions. They have 23 provinces. And you go through the whole thing. These are all federal republic, Austria, Brazil, uh, Ethiopia, Germany, India, Iraq, Mexico, Micronesia, Nepal, Nigeria, Pakistan, Russia, Somalia, South Sudan, Sudan, Switzerland, United States. Now, here's what's interesting. The divisions are 50 states, one federal district. And 14 territories. Now, what's you know what's interesting about the 14 territories? Nine of which are uninhabited. I'm thinking to myself, I've never heard that before. What nine territories do we have where nobody lives there? I don't know, but that some days that sounds great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Could we pick up Winsville, O'Fallon, Darden Prairie, and the Westplex and drop it on an island and just be self-sufficient? <sighs> you know, I've said this before. It's my pitch. If you took... The Westplex area, the com- you know, the, essentially the eight main communities, St. Charles, St. Peter's, Darden Prairie, blah, blah, blah. You know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah. If you picked up that area, if you had a great big old, you know, shovel and picked it up, 
It's like God upstairs picked it up and dumped it in the middle of Kansas where there's nothing. It would be the 47th largest city in the same uh, in the state of Missouri, larger than both Kansas large, City country, and St. Louis. What did I say? City, city in the in the country. Yeah, it'd be the 47th largest city. We'd be between Minneapolis, our, our yeah Minneapolis and Tulsa. Okay, 47th largest city. But now, yet, you know what would happen though, Brad? If you if you did take the Westplex and put it on an island. Somebody, a young scholar from St. Louis City, would find a way to steal a boat, drive out to the outlet store on the island, <laughs> rob somebody, and then take the stolen boat back to St. Louis City and then have their loot. They'd find a fence. They could sell it. They could take the tags off. Everybody, everybody. And you know what they would say? It's just property. These companies have insurance. This message has been brought to you by the Chesterfield Police Reports, which you can find on Chesterfield's website. Well, the sad part of that is anybody who knows who owns a business, if someone says, well, don't worry about it, you got insurance, what happens is when you start making claims on your insurance, guess what happens to your insurance rates? And that skyrockets. They go through the ceiling. Hey, it's just property, Brad. Remember, right. that's the mantra when during the St. George Floyd riots. It's right. just property. That's why I have never, ever, ever in my life, and if I had to go back in my records and tell how many windshields I've replaced in cars that I've owned, <laughs> maybe 30 windshields, and I'm probably not exaggerating, I have never, ever, 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 ever claimed a windshield on insurance because of the fact that you start claiming a windshield, you start claiming that your bumper got scratched in the parking lot and somebody drove off and you start making those claims and then one day you get a letter in the mail that says guess what your insurance yeah. is canceled you know yeah. <laughs> just fix it yeah right just, and you don't get it out of pocket just swallow hard and say oh, okay fine i you know i eat that one okay we well, got to get a out statement about democracy isn't it just swallow hard and say <laughs> okay we took it there i'm not going to go any further than that okay have a good day john we'll talk tomorrow you too. see you guys tomorrow it is 759 damage your vehicle yeah.